Ladies and gentlemen, come to the coast, we'll have a good time. Nine million terrorists in the world, now to pick the one with shoes smaller than my sister. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. This is an emergency line only. I was like, is this an emergency? No fucking shit, lady, I didn't ring up for a pizza. Why didn't you stop him, John? Then you'd be dead too, asshole. Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna cook you, and then I'm gonna eat you. You ask for a Christmas miracle, I give you the FBI. Sitting on a beach, earning 20%. Just like Saigon, hey Slick! I was in junior high, dickhead. Hans! Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that speaks fluent German but inexplicably only understands orders when they're barked in English. I'm Ian and joining me as always is the motherfucker to my yippee ki Sean Perrick. What I do in the privacy of my own home is no concern of yours, sir. How are you this lovely week? I am going to be in a much, much better, better Frame of mind, if my phone stops beeping, let's just pop that on silent. Um, yeah, then last week, I, you know what, I'm not going to apologise for last week, because everything I said was right. However, the tone, the tone of the episode was definitely one of, it's like you kind of submitted a really, really shit essay, and then I was doing the one-to-one session about how you could improve it, and you're just like... I can't disagree with you, no, but I'm not happy. No, not even a little bit. You started with an agenda, <laughs> and you were like, everyone's been too happy this year. 2020's been too good to everyone. I'm it's going to rob people much. of that. <laughs> this week will be much, much better, because like, Die Hard's not even my favourite Christmas movie. It's one of my favourite movies ever. Um, but Merry Christmas, everyone. Special bonus episode for Christmas Day. Woo! Happy holidays. Yay! Um... How are you, Sean? Are you feeling better? Oh, after last week's beating, I feel, I, f- I feel fine. I feel grand. Good. Vindication. I literally took a shit in a bag and put it on your doorstep. So enjoy that. So I feel good. I mean, considering you're in Ireland and I'm in Tier Four, that I, I have no idea how that turd crossed any any of the boundaries that it needed to cross. Everyone was inside, so nobody stopped me. That's damn it, man! You're a genius. <laughs> Where do you come down on the age-old debate? Of there are the people who are right and the people who are wrong. Ian, Brussels sprouts, where are you? Um, only if they are slathered in salt and bacon and butter. So it, it's basically bacon with a little bit of Brussels sprouts on it. I will allow it because there are still Brussels sprouts in the meal. So that is okay. Yeah. Uh, I Do you, do you like Brussels sprouts? I am a fan of Brussels See, I like cabbage. Everyone seems to think that's a different thing. It is literally a ball of cabbage. That's what it is. Yeah, it is, well, yeah. And, and I really like it. Uh, but yes, so we have... I, I did now... I had to elbow pensioner in the face, but I did get my bag of Brussels sprouts today. We're, we're yeah, not long back. That's why my nose is still bleeding and my eye is black. We're just back from the shop. Um, <laughs> oh, it's grim. So, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I actually I had this argument while I was walking around the shop because I don't understand why food shops in particular are busier at this time of year now follow my logic you're either buying lots of food because you're having lots of people over which therefore means the people that are coming over need to buy less food because that's a meal that they're not having at their own house Mm -hmm. or 
you're going to someone else's house for Christmas dinner, which means you don't need to be in the shops. So it should balance out. Why does it not? We're all we're all eating the same amount of food, or you admit we're eating far more food than we need to, and or wasting far more food than we need to. Having worked in marketing for a couple of years, I can tell you that whatever sense that is in your brain, we yeah. have hardwired out of you <laughs> when it comes to you walking into the shop because you see you might need that last lemon. Or, you know, it, it, it <laughs> just, just the carrots might... See, oh, you know, bre- fuck, I forgot to get bread sauce. Oh, man, you need bread brandy sauce. Bollocks, I forgot the brandy sauce. All right, I will meet you somewhere over the Irish Sea, <laughs> and we will do an exchange. If you have bread sauce... Launch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Launch it at each other. Crap, oh, no. Oh, awesome. That means I have to try again this evening, because I'm, ne- I'm not going near a shop on Christmas Eve. I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. Oh, spoiler, by the way, this might release on Christmas Day, but we are very much recording this on the Wednesday oh, before yeah, no, Christmas. Definitely. But still, happy Christmas. Yeah, no, it's Christmas Eve Eve. Oops. Yeah. What is your What is your favourite, favourite bit about Christmas Day? We're not actually going to talk about any movies today. We're just, this is the Christmas Oh, Scott, I didn't watch it, but uh, that's a good... <laughs> I didn't need to watch it. I've seen it that many times. <laughs> nice. Um... What's my favourite bit about Christmas Day? I don't know. Now that I'm obviously that bit older, um, I, I would say I Great. like the lion, but that's just a standard day at this point. Um, I'm fair. no longer... I'm definitely a night out. Was it? I'm not a night owl. I'm not an early bird. I'm a forever disgruntled pigeon. Pigeon, uh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of I like... I'm a bit of a, a sucker for... like I like the telly that's on over Christmas, even though I don't have terrestrial TV. I haven't had it in a long time. But I kind of like that the, the, we sit down and watch a movie because what we always did, this year would be different, obviously, but what we always did is family get together and, you know, after you've wheezed away the dinner and had a nap or... Yeah. Actually, no, mum and dad are very good. They don't allow naps. You go for a walk after dinner because otherwise you will just sleep through the end of the day. No, it's definitely nap, yeah. Where do you, where do you, where do you want to walk? It's cold. Uh, it is, no, no, it, it is. It is. Depending, depending on where in the world you're listening to this episode, you could be sitting on a beach yeah. in Sydney, burning. This is true. I think we have one listener in Australia. And we love enjoy. you. Yeah, we do. G'day. Oh, and we lost you. And we lost it. Sorry. In hell. What about you, Ian? What's what's your favourite bit of Christmas Day? Unsurprisingly, my favourite bit of Christmas Day is the structure. It is a very structured day, and I like that. I know where I stand with it. So, wake up in the morning. And, well, I mean, that's the same as most days, but wake up in the morning. There's always a fry-up. So you have a fry up first thing. Um, while the fry up is cooking, you'll open one present from under the tree. So you've got something to keep you occupied. One year I did this and really, really frustratingly, and I imagine my parents did it on purpose. I opened up a pack of batteries. So <laughs> here you go, eight year old Ian, go play with these these eight pack of batteries. Enjoy that. I was like, Yay! You got me something that has batteries in it. Yes, yes, we I'm did. Sorry, no 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 no, that one's for your mum. Uh all right, this yeah, one's for you. I knew it, you got there first. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's Christmas. Christmas breakfast, a nice big fry up. Then it's straight onto the booze, and then you open the presents. Then it will be like watch a film, and then have Christmas dinner, um, and then a nap. Then kind of snacks and nibbles in the evening. So I know exactly. It feels like a yeah. very long day, but I know exactly what's going to happen at each point. And it's it's a guilt-free day because everywhere is closed. So it's not just a day off. Yeah. This is, I couldn't go to work 
if I wanted to, or if there anything went wrong, I definitely have this day off. So that's that's the novelty. Now, do you know what? That sounds awfully like tempting fate. You're to put your phone in a jar of water uh, when no you go to bed. Me. Everyone's going. If the alarm goes I, off, I tried to get hold of somebody at head office. I can't because the, I'm on annual leave until the 28th. All right. Oh, Johnny, good. good for you. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, because you know, I'd be worried now that you would get something like, oh, you know, some kid gets a go kart and drives it into the front of the shop. Oh, no, that will happen. Yeah, guaranteed. However, um, there's somebody that lives right round the corner from the shop, so they will just go in quicker than the, the kid can demount its go-kart. And that person um, has just, right has now, wherever chance. they are in the world, it's just gone, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> what, are the, what, are, what are they talking about? Uh, but yeah, oh, no, that sounds like a lovely day. No, that sounds like a lovely day. Um, and yeah. um, tear, all, all tears and stuff aside, I presume everyone's been bubbling for ages. So what, what ways, you know, is it the 2 e for the day? Are you doing visits? Can you do visits in this crazy world? Um, yeah, no, we're not going to do any visits. We're going to stay at home. Um, just because parents are a bit vulnerable and it just, it's, even in if you're in the lower tiers, it's not... I get it. There are certain people that you need the support bubble and stuff, but I think that should be the exception, not the rule. Um, so yeah, that's it's just gonna. I'm lucky I'm not living on my own. So we'll put it. I'll probably be thinking very differently if I was living on my own. But yeah, me and Mel will just have a nice, a nice, cozy day. Nah, that sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. Um, we'll be in a very similar situation, me and Mel. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> that's why I need to know if you're going somewhere. I need to know when to come around. You need the window. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, just catch me at any point that I'm eating, which is most of the day. Um, I could just imagine you looking at, up, up the window like, nah, go on. Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm good, I'm eating. Tons of bacon. It's all right. Here's, um, some, here's some sprouts. <laughs> uh, right, so we're going we're gonna to spend a lot of time talking about Die Hard because I, mm. I have so many notes on Die Hard and 90% of the notes are just me quoting the movie. So this I am is here just going to be a Die Hard reenactment. I am most definitely um, here for that. But first... To the news. To the news! News team, assemble! So, um, we are about a week or two late on this one, but um, sod it, who cares? Our podcast will do what we want. Exactly. Um, Disney announced a few new shows, um, so we're going to kind of hit each one um, and say kind of whether we give a poop about it or not, or whether it's, okay, cool, yeah, might watch it, or whether we're super excited. Right, we're going to... Full disclosure, I am not a massive Star Wars fan. I like it. I'm very lukewarm about it, which is why I'm not passionate one way or the other when... So this is going to make for some great content, because I just don't give a shit. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not passionate one way or the other about how a film lands. So The Last Jedi stuff, I really didn't care how it was received. I thought it was ridiculous how it was received, but yeah. I just thought, okay, cool. Choices were made. Probably not the choices I would have made, but cool. Good movie. Um where do you sit? Because I know, well, it's like kind of well known that we're both heavy Trekkies. Exactly. Like I, I like Star Wars. Um, I have seen all of the movies. I, but yeah, I 
wouldn't be big into now the extended universe or anything, which I believe is very... Fun, but once you get into it, I've not watched any of Clone Wars. I've not watched any of Rebels. I am watching Mandalorian. It is single-handedly making Star Wars brilliant again. Now, I am alive, therefore I know what happened at the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, but I'm still two episodes to go. I've managed to stay clear. I know something happens with Baby Yoda. Yoda? Mm-hmm. Yoda! Um, I assume it's a parting of ways. I very much doubt he dies. Um, but I'm not looking at your expression to confirm that one way or the other. No, um, say yeah, anything. We'll complete that at some point. Yeah, okay. All right, well, cool. Yeah, anyway, yep. Star Wars, good, enjoyous, fun. Um, Average. <laughs> Could do better. Right, so here's... Please try harder. Here's the format we're going to do for this, right? I'm going to call out the name of one of the new shows that's coming. And okay. you're going to tell me, are you excited are you ambivalent or do you wish it a fiery death? Sweet. Nice one. Cool. All right. Starting. So we're going to go. It's the Marvel ones first. Okay. Okay. And there was a lot of these. Right. Yeah. WandaVision. Okay. The fact that I hesitated means I'm ambivalent. I want to be excited about this because I love Paul Bettany and I love Elizabeth Olsen. The characters just never caught me. and I'm not a big fan of romance. <laughs> Why do you think I'm coming around on Christmas Day? Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, no, but... Uh, so like, I, I will watch the heck out of it, 100%, but I am... My expectations are firmly right in the middle. Where do you land? Very much the same. I I don't like how Vision... Well, spoiler for a two-year-old movie, but um, I don't like how Vision was just com- almost completely crushed. omitted from Endgame. And, like, everyone else was in it. Yeah, and the fact that he would break... Thanos immediately, or he's too powerful, is bullshit, because Captain Marvel is too powerful as well. And that's always the, the thing of, why you, this is why you can't include them two, because they're just too powerful. I mean, the same with um, Wanda. She's relentlessly powerful. Mm. So she's the one that nearly beats him, you know, with the thing. So, yeah, so I, absolutely. I am absolute, I'm absolutely going to watch it. Um, am I excited about it? Yeah, not really. But I... I wonder the direction it's going to take, because it it's following their elopement to Scotland and stuff, isn't it? Where we pick up... Where we pick them up in Infinity War, it's going to be before that, I assume. And I guess. I actually, to be honest with you, I don't know. You might be dead right. Um, we shall see. But now, okay, time is against us. Indeed. So, next one up. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Fiery Death. <laughs> fiery Death, okay. Um, any yeah. Any particular... Any particular reason? Really, I, I think the Captain America films would be hugely improved if Bucky was erased um, from the Marvel Universe entirely. That entire thing wound me up. Um, oh, It's just annoying. He makes so many dumb decisions for the sake of Bucky. And I, I get it, cool, best friend, but get that wrapped up in a movie or two. And the problem is, it trailed off, because there's so many movies going on, it trailed off and got picked up again in Endgame, but not really resolved because, cool, he's got a new arm and he's with Captain America, but uh, ugh, the whole thing just bugged me, to be honest. Um, and then Falcon, cool. I don't really just like him as a hero, to be honest. Just the the wings and machine guns doesn't do much for me. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, this, I, I don't know that. I'm, I'm ambivalent. Um, I like Sebastian Stan. I like Anthony Mackie. We'll see how it goes, but I'm yeah. say, not excited. Love the actors, but the characters don't do much for me. Yeah. However, Loki. Um, what, what was our top one? Um, 
well, really excited. Like, yeah, really excited. Like, yeah. hyper excited. Like, want this right now. Yeah, I'm um, the same. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom Hiddleston and also Owen Wilson, which is just like what? Like yeah. how? Like how? Who? The what? The why? Like, I mean, they're a perfect match, but that's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. I have the Tesseract. Wow. 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 Um, wow. Grant, okay, no, so this is for both, both of them. What yeah, if? Yeah, well excited. Now, really excited. Same. Really, really excited. Because this is where you've, you're you not chained to anything. You can, it's what if. You can go and do whatever you want. So I don't, I don't know if this one's well known, but the premise is, it's based on a series of comics, which is what the title says, what if this happened? So what if, um, it's like, what if it wasn't Bruce Banner that had been turned into the Hulk, but it was... Um, the um, his girlfriend uh, Betty Brant. No, that's Spider Man. Um, uh, Bet Liz Liz. No, it was Liv Tyler. Yeah, I think you're right with the Betty. B. I think it is. Yeah, Betty. Oh, hang on, uh, Betty Ross. Thunderbolt yeah, Ross. Yeah, it is Colonel yeah. Ross's daughter. Yeah, absolutely. We're just all um, like, you know, no, every single person in comics has the same initials. I, BB, yeah. I was going for a BB, yeah, exactly. Um, Betty Babs, Betty Barbara, Betty Boop. Betty Boop. Betty Boop, 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 Boop. The Hulk. Um, yes, that. I, yeah, super excited for this. Yeah. Um, what, what about you? Dang, yeah, I, um, uh, quite apart from the fact that I think it's the last uh, project that Chadwick Boseman is in. Um, yeah. There is a huge. It seems like everyone from the Marvel films is going to appear in some form or another, whether it's just a line here or there, but which I love. But also, like I like to see things switched up. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure we have Captain Britain, who is Peggy Carter. Yes, that's it. Which is pretty cool. Which I'm totally on board with. So, yep. Okay, that is cool. Now, next up, I'm gonna go first on this one. Hawkeye, fiery death. Yeah, fiery death. It's done. Just I this this can have the same fiery death as the Scarlet. No, damn it, the Black Widow. Yeah, the Black Widow prequel movie. Yeah, too late. It is too. I love both of them, but this movie is five years too late. The show is five years too late, and it feels like you didn't have the balls to do it when you were supposed to do it. It should have been a phase two film. Like a, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, this is totally phase two. So yeah, it didn't. So grab same page for that one. Right, Miss Marvel. I will be honest and say I um, I guess I'm excited. I know nothing about the character. Um, yeah, I know, and yeah, to our shame, yeah. I know I'm the same. I know nothing about it, but I will watch it. Yeah. So series focuses on Kamala Khan, a Pakistani American teen living in New Jersey, um, and is expected in late 2021. I'm gonna say excited. Well, this these are the shows that need to be made. This is we've had it. We've got enough Captain Americas. This we need more representation in um, comic book movies and stuff. There needs to be more series out there where other people can say, "Hey, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's that's somebody like me that's in a superhero outfit." Um, so yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Yeah, hope they do 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 it justice. Now here's two that I hadn't actually heard. I I missed these on the slate. One is called Armor Wars, and it's it's going to follow War Machine. Um, is this where um, Rhodey gets entered into a Robot Wars tournament um, and immediately kills all of the contestants well, because fu- he takes it a bit too seriously? Funny you should say that. Don Cheadle returns in a dedicated James Rhodes series about what happens when Tony Stark's weaponry falls into the wrong hands. 
No, nothing like what I said, but... Lies. <laughs> Lies. Um, as long as Craig Charles is narrating it, that, that'll be fine. Oh, that would be fine. So, like, so it's going to be such a niche amount of people who get that reference. Yes, it will be. Uh. <laughs> My dad absolutely will, because he hates him. Oh, oh. He would say he would put a fiery death on, on Craig... Well, not on Craig Charles personally, probably just his voice. So Ironheart is another show that's coming out. Yes, um, knew about this one. I didn't. Right, this series follows uh, Riri Williams, an inventor who makes the most powerful suit since Iron Man. Think Stark is jealous. What's really, really cool is that this comic hasn't even been out that long. So it may even be newer than the MCU um, because she takes over from um, from Tony in the most recent run. Um it's awesome. Really, really, really cool. cool. So yeah, well excited about that one. All right, I will I will leech off your excitement for that one. That's cool. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, Moon Knight. This, merc- this mercenary comic book character will star in a series led by Umbrella Academy creator Jeremy Slater. No other stars have been cast yet. So, that is par for the course on Moon Knight. Um, announced, but nothing attached to it. There's been a Moon Knight movie slated... I think, since the end of Phase 1. Like, it was going to be in Phase 2, then Phase 3, Phase 4. They don't know what to do with it, because I think there's a bit of a a Mobius-Deadpool kind of vibe to it, and they're not quite sure how the anti-villain fits into the MCU-ish, roughly. So they've given it a TV show. It's kind of like Disney Plus is just the testbed of, hello, Disney Plus, you're greenlit. It's the new Netflix of... Hey, stick it out there. It will cost us nothing to distribute it. Um, and people are hungry for Marvel content. So, screw it. Let's give it a try. So, on the scale... Uh, I, I don't know. This is the problem. <laughs> it's it's it. It's like how long it took Deadpool to come out. Excited for it. But when it's stuck in production hell for that long, you're kind of like... Eee. Could be fantastic. I'll watch it, but I am... Maintaining low expectations. All right. Surprisingly. Now, here's something I am excited for, although it's basically the only thing they've got yet is a name, and that's Secret Invasion. Because this is an enormous thing in the comics. Exactly. That's all that I know about it, is that it is... Now, this was a bit confusing, because um, who are the guys in Captain Marvel? Uh, The Skrulls. The scroll. If I'm right, this is the scrolls invasion. So they take the place of lots of people. It's basically the um, the uh, Deep Space Nine um, shapeshift changelings. The yeah, the changelings. Yeah, it's basically that story arc, but in in the MCU, could be really cool. But the way they've handled the scroll the scrolls in Captain Marvel is very very different. Yeah, they've they made them good of, guys, haven't they? Exactly, which was a bit surprising. I was hoping that was a setup for Phase Four or Phase Five, whatever phase we're going into. But I don't know. Maybe they maybe just the refugees were good, and the actual scrolls are really bad. Very possible. Yeah, maybe that's why yeah. they're refugees. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Slightly odd that they're burying that in a TV show, though. I expected that would be unless. I mean, unless the TV show is going to hook into hook into the movies maybe or unless they're like you can do long form a bit easier on tv so something that took 10 years and 20 movies to do the infinity stones yes you know they could do maybe maybe they don't want to commit another 10 years to say secret invasion or or something like that uh so and if that's the reason great i just guess their entire strategy so you know security leaks (laughs) Um, i mean you might be right oh yeah because it is quite difficult to 
So the problem when you're putting out this much content, if you tie together everything, or if this all links together, you've then got to make sure people commit to watching eight different TV shows, or you're going to alienate the people that have only seen five of them. Cough, Marvel's The Defenders. Cough. Yeah, but, I mean, and even that wasn't a massive commitment, because each series was only about ten episodes long, and and people couldn't handle that. Iron Fist basically came out... You know, let's say you binged it. It came out about a week before the Defenders, so nobody really yeah, cared. Exactly. You know, and so and the problem was, Iron Fist season one was an absolute steaming pile oh, of turd really that needs was. to be ejected into the sun. Season two is probably my favourite Defenders series, other than um, uh, uh, Jones, Jessica Jones season one and Daredevil season one. Oh, Jessica um, Jones season one is brilliant. I actually. Was f- Phenomenal. Funny story, right? Funny sidebar. We've been good so far. We're 26 minutes in. I haven't done a sidebar yet, so okay, we're doing good. But I watched Jessica Jones season one while I was standing in the queue for immigration one day. Jesus Christ, how long were you in the queue for? Uh, how long was season one of Jessica Jones? Oh, I was making a joke, but the joke is real. Yeah, no, it's real. Um, oh my god! They've changed the system what? here now because they used to not do appointments. You just had to rock up, which meant if you weren't yeah. there at three in the morning, you weren't getting in that day. Oh damn! So uh, yeah, so I have a little special memory when it comes to Jessica Jones season one because I that watched it awesome. all on my phone. And we just looking for everybody, just like staring at them, just like, I'm going to make you do what I want to do. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So um, Grant, okay, and then sorry. So the last one. Oh, did we come down on excitement there? Um, what, for Secret War? For Secret, Secret Invasion, Invasion, yeah. I think I'm I'm, um, I'm excited for this one. No, excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I'd rather it was a bit more tentpole but... Mm. Like, if the others run for, like, a limited series, like, two or three seasons, something like that, and this runs for six or seven, then, yeah, I kind of get that. She-Hulk. Um, this is another one that has been stuck in production hell, much like the standalone Hulk movie, which the only way they could manage to do it was to make it Thor Ragnarok Mm. Um, it's a weird one I'll watch it but just not like like I again I don't know much about the character other than just ambivalent yeah yeah. I'm in the middle I like um, it's Tatiana uh, Maslany Tatiana Maslany thank you very much who's Orphan Black yeah and she's fantastic so flipping phenomenal if there's anybody that can do duality and multiple personalities Mm. 100% it's her so I think we'll say we're both ambivalent but positively so I'm I'm super excited about um, Miscellany being in it. Ambivalent about the series in general. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, that is cool. That is Marvel because I am looking at this counter going here. Right, we're going to go boom, boom, <laughs> boom through the Star Wars ones, all right? So we're moving on to Star Wars now. Okay, cool. number one, The Acolyte. Leslie Headland, director of The Bachelor... Oh, dear. Director of Bachelorette and Sleeping with Other People will create a mystery thriller series that takes place in the final days of the High Republic. Um, yeah, burning hell. Ambivalent. Andor. I I oh. want the time period. I want a series in that time period. Same. Don't necessarily want this. I, I want Knights of the Old Republic. I want, Please just give us that. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, ambivalent. We'll see. But meh. Uh, yeah. Burning hell. Andor stars Diego Luna. Stop there. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Excited. That's, I want that one. Ashoka Rosario Dawson. Stop there. I'm Super excited. excited. Yeah. All of it. Uh, a droid story. This animated series follows R2D2 and C3PO along with a new droid. It's not aimed at me. Uh, yeah. Ambivalent. Same. Le- leave it at it. Uh, Lando, 
Uh, Dear white people creator Justin Simeon is developing a series around the scandal Lando Calrissian, uh, scoundrel. <laughs> well, there's a lot of scandal as well. Uh, the scandalous scoundrel Lando Calrissian. I don't think it says yet if it's going to be Billy it's- D or if it's going to be... Um, but it's not going to be Billy D, is it? Come on, well, it's you know. not, unless it's set in the fucking future. Well, I mean, I know it's all set in the past, but exactly. Yeah. If it's yeah, um, if it's Danny Glover, I am there for it, and I'll watch the what's it's off of it. If it's anyone else, I don't care. Cool. I'd watch it now if Donald Glover was in it, but um, we'll. Uh, what did, oh damn! I said Danny Glover, didn't I? Danny Glover and Billy D are probably within a few years of each other. Like. No, agreed. <laughs> However, that is absolutely what I want to see. I was like, oh, I'm just two days away from retirement. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Donald Glover would be much better. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So, Lando probably will be good. Meh. Here's what I am excited for, Obi-Wan. 100%, get it in me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Rangers of the New Republic. For fans of The Mandalorian, this will be a new set series set at the same time. So, this is going to be... You obviously you're you're still a bit back on Mandalorian. I believe yeah. some of these characters were already introduced in season two of the Mandalorian. If it's anything yeah, like yeah. Mando's budget, it's going to look great. Yes, absolutely. And that's not even that is not so considering Mandalorian is a spin-off. This isn't even the only spin-off from Mandalorian because there's Ahsoka as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Bonkers. I'm I'm excited for Ahsoka. I'm not excited for the New Republic uh, stuff. Same. I mean, like, yay, but same. Um, Star Wars The Bad Batch this animated series will follow an elite and experimental squadron of clones if this is Rick and Morty fantastic or Lower Decks if it's anything else then no Mm. grand Star Wars Visions famed anime creators offer their interpretations of the Star Wars universe through short films oh that sounds cool yeah, that that sounds pretty cool. I like. I, I hope that goes the kind of. Did you ever see Love, Death, and Robots? Oh, I've not seen it, but I've. I've Fan. Yeah. Fantastic. One of my favourite things on Netflix. Um, if it goes that route, fantastic. Patty Jenkins must be directing a film, then, is she? I thought she was directing one of the series. No, no, she's directing a movie. Um. Oh, damn it! What is she doing? Is it- no, isn't she doing the Book of Boba Fett or the Boba Fett Book of Book of Boobars? Book, Book of Book of Boobars. I uh, of- might have to come back and check that it's all i mean as if if i mean i wish we had the internet right at our fingertips i'm on the internet and it's not telling me patty jenkins star wars um rogue squadron okay grant yeah which is going to be pretty cool and that is a movie yeah that 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 is that is in fact a movie yeah cool what's yeah they they have abandoned any thought of a new trilogy haven't they which I don't think is a bad thing. Oh, that's because it got absolutely ripped to shreds. Now, um, yeah. I'm going to say, just, I'm going to call it there because there's just literally so much content to go through. So we might pick this up again another day. Top of the list is Obi-Wan for me. Same. Yeah, Obi-Wan and then What If, I think, would be the two. Yeah, absolutely. Totally oh, maybe Lo- maybe What If Loki. Oh, yeah, yeah Loki's up there as well. That would be top three. Are you ready to die hard? What? Damn it, I was just about to get in there with a joke. I was like, what happens when you have a heart attack after taking a load of Viagra? Oi, you die... Nice, good one. Well done. Right, so Die Hard is the story of New York cop um, John... Will it... John... What? John McClane. John McClane. I got stuck into John Wayne then. It's my favourite film ever. I can quote this I... film from start to finish. Shut that's up. That's you. That's what you sound like. That's, that's right, me. Good. I always preferred Roy Rogers, actually. Um, 
So, yeah, it is the story of John McClane, New York cop, who has come to spend Christmas with his family in L.A. Um, as he meets his wife in the Nakatomi Plaza building. Um, basically, shenanigans happen, and some German terrorists take over the building. Um, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah, Alan Rickman does some amazing things, does all of the accents. No German is spoken in the entire film. Bruce Willis steps on glass... Blows up most of the building. Um, Hans uh, saves the day. That's the synopsis. That's that, Die Hard. That's, oh, it, that's a, it. Also a Christmas, it's also a Christmas movie for many reasons. It is a Christmas movie. So I, I, I'm not even. Do we even dignify that argument? Because well, no. Because as recently as yesterday, I was on a call with a very disturbed individual who said it's not a Christmas movie, and only for was the it Albert? only no no only for the fact that she's planning on giving birth to my niece in a couple of months. You know, I I can't just have her oh, killed. That's not on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. So, so my somebody, sister is uh, wrong. She's absolutely wrong. Yeah. Somebody at work today said, "Die Hard is not a Christmas movie." What? And I just I just chimed in because we've got these headsets. I just chimed in and said, "The fact that we have this conversation every Christmas confirms that it is in fact a Christmas movie." I thought you were just going to say the fact that you know, you know, can Sarah please step into the office for a moment? <laughs> And by office, I mean nearest fire exit. I was going to say, I was embarrassingly old when I saw this film for the first time. Uh, because this is, it, it feels like the kind of film, because it's its as old as I am. It's 30, pushing 33, it was 1988 it came out. Um, Correct, yeah. And I certainly didn't see it until my 20s. I have seen this film every year since I think I was six. My parents can confirm one way or the other, but this, so I associate much. this movie with Christmas more than I associate Christmas presents with Christmas. Um, it is just a staple go-to for me. Um, I agree with that. And also, I was chatting to my dad today, and I said, Dad, my sister said this really stupid thing, and he was like, what are you talking about? It's Christopher. I was like, of course, it just Excellent. is. Excellent. So, yeah. So, there well, he is. Dad. Good, good. Whether it's about Christmas... So, it fails on two fronts, because a Christmas movie doesn't have to be set at Christmas to be a Christmas movie. True. The fact that you watch it at Christmas... As a tradition, means any movie you want can be a Christmas movie for you. The fact that probably ninety percent of the population watch it because it's on TV all the time, it's a Christmas movie. B, it's also. I mean, I'm holding up three fingers here. Thank God we're not recording. That's. Um, I'm but saying nothing. It's like Biff, not Biff. Buzz. Uh, Buzz. Was only watching that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One B and C. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, uh, B. It is a Christmas movie set at Christmas. There are Christmas trees. It's set at Christmas. Oh, what does the engineer say? Because he's getting told to shut down all of downtown on Christmas Eve. I'm sure it's literally on Christmas Eve that this takes place. It, it, no, it is uh, It is actually set on Christmas Eve. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it just it is a Christmas movie. So moving on. <laughs> moving swiftly along. But you are absolutely Argument correct. Done. We can go to bed happy. Separately. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Ian has learned to you know phrase things a very specific way when talking to me. Like you know, we can all go to bed happy. I've locked the doors. Yeah, just immediately drops the podcast, and I managed to find him in my bedroom, even though he's a two-hour flight away. Ah, uh, well, you know, flight? in fairness, have you ever actually confirmed where I am at any given time? I mean, that room looks very much like the basement that I'm not allowed to go into, which is quite odd. But. That's all right. Remember, when you hear screaming, you just keep on walking. Ah, oh, I'm really glad I don't know what that means. So, uh, Die Hard is a film. I love single location films because 
probably says something about my brain. But <laughs> it's just easier I than like... having to put up with different uh, locations. Exactly. I don't have to worry about where people are or what, what people is. And the geography in this movie, yeah, I'm going to talk about the best action film probably ever made, but I'm going to open with geography. The geography of the film is fantastic. You, It does a really good job of telling you where Hans and everyone is mm. and then where Bruce is. And it gives you little marker points of where he is in the building. And that's really, really important because it's not... It's not just like generic generic Titanic or generic even Skyscraper with um, Dwayne Johnson didn't do this particularly well. I know where John McClane is and where he needs to get to next. Um, that, I don't know, in my head that just helps with the story. In a way, it is quite a fantasy film. It's not fantasy in terms of like wizards and all that kind of stuff, but it's fantasy in terms Good. of I'm like... I'm glad we can clear up there are no wizards in Die Hard. Okay, well... Confirmed. Uh, well, uh, actually, you know, yes there is, and, you know, just because you saw him fall doesn't mean he didn't fly away at the end. Severus no, Snape is a bloody count. great wizard. Um, but no, it's fantasy in terms of, like, you know, yes, John McClane is amazing. 100% there's no way he would have survived that. I mean, like, the rooftop alone. I think, he's, I, it's, I think he could have survived all of that. <laughs> I think we don't give the human body enough credit. I don't think there's anything... Now, it's unlikely... And a lot of things have to happen, but all of the times that it failed, we don't see that movie. This is this has happened a thousand times before. Oh, this is the we're just watching the one that's successful. This is you know Benedict Cumberbatch has looked into fourteen million and five different scenarios. Absolutely. this is the one. This is but the one that works. That this is the end game. Because if he does tell us, it won't happen. It won't happen. Which is exactly such a cop out answer. Yeah. I mean, it is a total cop out. Like, what was it? What was? I've just done an X-Men, a massive, massive X-Men rewatch, and it's always bugged me that um, how Charles turns back up in Days of Future Past. Oh yeah, they're just like... Because uh, he's just <clears throat> there at the beginning, and it's like, what? And the, there's an end scene, uh, a post credit scene, after Wolverine, that I entire... The Wolverine. The Wolverine, the mm. movie. And that I totally missed. And oh, it's literally... Okay. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's Logan at the airport... Charles and Magneto turn up, um, Charles and Eric turn up and say, yeah, we need your help. And he's like, what, you're alive? And all he says is, I have more powers than you know. Or, yeah, I'm... Yep. Really? That's, you got disintegrated, my yeah, friend. No, it's... Mm, mm, mm. That bugs and me. And rightly so, because God only knows what the continuity of those films are this point but that is for another there episode are, because that's I did, is, i'm not even many. peeling that plaster because i'm just gonna get upset <laughs> i promise you there are so many infographics in the world about it and all of them are undone by days of future past oh exactly yeah like um, i feel bad for poor x-men 3 because i did enjoy that the cinema it's not a good film i'm not gonna say it's a good film oh i but it did I mean, after re-watching all three i hate all of them even x2 even x2 oh no x2, x2, x2 doesn't still hold good. up no it's just dated you know what I mean? Because yeah, the big action dated. scene was Wolverine in the house with the squad guys. That's the big set piece. And sure, that's like the it opening is. scene of an Avengers film now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the bar is definitely a lot higher. Like, the finale of X1 is bizarre. It like, is it's bizarrely anticlimactic. Uh, um, but that is... We need to do an X-Men series. Uh, yeah, so back join us again for... Yeah. Okay, so Die Hard. Yes. Um, so, a couple of years ago... Um, yeah, y- y'all might know that me about me at this point that I have a severe drinking problem. So we d- we started doing the diehard drinking game, 
which is just wonderful. <laughs> so every time McLean so cracks a joke, um, yeah. pretty much every time Hans Gruber speaks. So, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard game to yeah. play. Um, Come to the coast. We'll have a good time. Oh, my good Lord. Have a few drinks. Um, and then every time somebody does something where they should die. <laughs> um, do you know who bothers me a lot? Right in this movie, and the whole it. thing is, you know, the uh, the engineer guy, the, their tech guy, you know, the very happy go lucky, yeah, yeah. you know, ah, la, la, la. yeah. I don't like that he's so cool with murder. It's always bothered me, and it's that I poor security massive... guard. You know, the very start, so they come in, and it's him and the other. Bam! Yeah, yeah. I really get bothered by that because he's so nonchalant. Yeah. He's like having a conversation about what the Yankees were doing or something ridiculous and then it's just like bam and it kicks him over. I also don't understand why he's American. There's a because couple of them, brought... aren't there? No, he's the only American. No, it's isn't just him. The other fella, sorry cuz I was did you just <laughs> me come straight off a rewatch. I don't know what you're talking about. So just before the guy that takes the place of the security guard. The that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, he gets a he gets a, a perfectly no. circular hole because he definitely speaks in an American accent. But of course, that doesn't really mean anything. He's he's German, but he forgets that he's German, so he keeps up the American accent even when he's only talking to Hans. Ah, but he is okay. a German. Oh, method. Um, it's just bizarre. Yeah, he's. Sta- I mean, there's method, and then there's method. <laughs> well, I guess the character is a method actor then. Yeah, no, my character's a method actor, but I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Wait, what? So, um, okay. <laughs> but he's the only American. So they were, what you're saying, that there's no German hackers that you could have brought over that needed some money? And how did they get into touch with this guy? And just say, uh, we are coming over to steal some monies. Uh, uh, could you hack some things for us? By the way, we won't really need you for most of the locks. <laughs> I mean, just the first. I part. closed my eyes and I heard Alan Rickman there. I mean, you know, my, my German accent is 100% better than most of the Germans in this movie. I love the fact that they just cast Fabio and just shot him from different angles and he was the entirety yes. of the, the terrorist team. Yes. Um, I, do, the, there is hardly, I think, nine, 75% of the German in this film isn't German. Oh, it's just gibberish, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's German-sounding words that they just... Kept saying, I was like, links, links, ah, you're the door, yeah, the nine, yeah. Go on the door, that's lost. What? Oh, uh, blow the door, uh, bl- shoot the glass. Why did, you, you should have, oh, it's funny. My God, it's funny. It's this, this so, film is, makes no sense. Do you know what, because it was hardly the first film that was, you know, the kind of action comedy trope, because you had Lethal Weapon came before this, I think, I'm fairly certain. Um, yeah, I don't know, it did, yeah, um, but that had four films, well, Die Hard's had like 17 oh, yeah, yeah. now, but so just, yeah, that was early 80s into, or mid 80s into 90s. And yeah. you had obviously Beverly Hills Cop as well, so. Which was super 80s. Super yeah. 80s, God, what a theme tune. So when this came along, I didn't realise, so when I was doing my, my little bit of reading for this, I didn't, I knew this had sort of launched Bruce Willis. I didn't realise how oh, no, this, much, like yeah. as in, he was yeah. just a TV actor before this. And this is way before the days of TV being respected mm. and doing any kind of crossover. Um, and as with most of these films, he wasn't even the first choice. Um, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all picked for the role before him, but they read the script and said, this is ridiculous, I don't want to do it. Um, and yeah, Bruce got it. And it's, it's. I mean, obviously, I'm sure all of them are going there, but for the grace of God. Because even Arnie, 
Oh, so I think Sylvester so Stallone yeah. and Arnie have had enough success to not be too butthurt that they didn't do Die I think I, I, I think particularly <laughs> Arnie was like, oh, I missed that film in 88. So thank God that that film in 1990 did okay, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He had enough work yeah. going for it. And Sylvester Stallone is still alive. So that's good too. Um, I know, I, I have, <laughs> to my shame, never seen a Rocky, never seen a Rambo. Um, I've seen all the Rambos. I haven't seen the Rocky. Don't intend to see the Rocky. I believe the first one's very but good. Rambo, I don't know. Rambo 1, First Blood, is must-watch cinema. I've heard it's must, like essential. Must-watch, must yeah. It's be- it is an action film, but it is a it is a psychological thriller. Like It is a different beast to any other film. Um, yeah, that, that film is just Vietnam trauma, the movie. And then by the time they get to, like... I, th- I think it's Rambo. I think 4 is the one that's just called Rambo. And he's liquefying yeah. people with a minigun. All, that's all he's doing. He's a human blender. Yeah. Um, there, there is no... They attempt to give him some motivation, but it really doesn't matter. Mm. Um, it's just, let's see him mow down some people, which isn't what it was about. Um, in fact, isn't it the entire... Anyway, Die Hard. Well, so, if you want that, watch The Expendables. Um, well, at least that is what it says it's going to be. Like, that's just like, this that is why we're doing no this. qualms, yeah. exactly. And yeah, that's fun. That's what we are. Um, and yeah. yeah, and that was... And somebody... Was he... Was Willis in the first Expendables or the second one? And he, and he was then said, uh, you don't know, come he back. He was... Yeah, no, no, he was in the first... Yeah, exactly that. He's in the first one because he gives them the mission. Oh, okay. Um, and Arnie turns down the mission, which is why you only see Arnie for a second and then he disappears. And then they all play a bigger role in two and three, I believe. Okay. Okay. Definitely in two. Yeah. That's all right. At some point, I will watch them for the for the fun of it. Um, oh, it again must watch, but for very different gotcha. reasons. Gotcha. Um, for this one, I mean. Man, where did we jump onto that from? Uh, oh no, because we went to kind of Bruce Willis being hired. Um, that was it. Bruce Willis being hired, and also the kind of this is as much of an action film, and it's more of an action film than it is a comedy film. But there is a lot yes. of good, decent comedic timing, if you like, in this one that breaks. And it's up not the cheesy. Tension. It's not cheesy. Yeah. It's not cheesy. One. It is one-liners, but it's not. It's not leaning on the cheesy one-liners and the stereotypes. Mm. Um, it's some genuinely original, funny jokes in it. I absolutely love it. I was, uh, I was, I was reading as well. That apparently, there was a lot of nerves going into opening weekend on this one because, like, Bruce Willis is not a bankable star. You know, like this cost a lot of money to make. You know, yeah. Ah. Oh, hey, you put him in. You put him in a vest, and he's apparently bankable. Yeah, because that vest is now in the Smithsonian. It is. It literally is. It's also gross as hell. Oh my god! Keep that vacuum sealed. No, whoever I don't know. Here's a good way to assassinate someone without assassinating them: is tell them they have to go and clean that top by opening that glass. Boom! Dead in a second. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. actually, there we go. That's where Corona came from. Never mind the bats. It's Bruce Willis's vest. To be honest, it may not be Corona. It might be the cure to Corona. I think that vest can oh cure god. everything. Yeah. What is it that said? Like, you know, if you ever dried your hands on a towel in a bathroom, you're immune. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh. His feet upset me in this film. They really upset well, the fact me. That he's, the fact that he's barefoot the entire time? A little bit of that, but also the fact that, you know, he leaves increasingly large pieces of his feet behind him as the film goes on. Oh. Yes. Oh. I mean... No million terrorists in the world, now to pick the one with shoes smaller than my sister. Oh. So good. Also, do you know what I love? Um, Sorry, do you know what I love? <clears throat> jumping across here. I know you've got loads of notes and everything to say. I'm just going to keep jumping in like this. Um, no, I structured. No, no, it, I like it. No, no, no. Because we're going to wake up and have a fry, and then we're going to no. Um, 
Don't. That's Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve, Eve you moron. That's true. Um, Focus. Initially, there was. I've heard people joking a few times about some of the outfits that the terrorists wear. And I have a no. <laughs> right? It, I think it's it's Carl is the one, is the first one to go, isn't it? He's the one that says, now I have a machine gun. Is, that's Carl? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ho, ho, ho. And he's in, like, you know. A fucking like why is he going to this bloody thing in his in a you know a sweatshirt jogging bottom but then i was kind of thinking yeah. like well well no like there's probably gonna be some action you don't want to be there in you know skinny jeans <clears throat> no it's comfortable isn't it he probably thinks that he's they're there for the night like they're there mm. for a long time so yeah chill it yeah i was like um, it actually makes a bit more sense now it's also 90s as heck i think my dad had that exact outfit uh, he still wears it now, bless him. Love you, Dad. Um, but I'm sure he had that exact outfit in the 90s. Um, it was either that or one of the shell suits. So if they were all turned oh, up dressed suits. like that in the yeah. luminous shell suits, I mean, that I would judge because you ain't getting camouflaged. But um, oh, but, but you can't talk about the wardrobe without going into Hans's wardrobe. Oh, my God. And what's the name of the... Um, like, and he said, I have tool myself. Yeah, it's like, when he's talking about Nakatomi's um, his, his uh, suit, suit. Yeah. Oh, like... I look, he's such a... Hans is such a scumbag, and he's so good at it. So, 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 so good. This is my favourite, favourite Alan Rickman performance. Yeah. Um, it's also my favourite bad guy entrance in any film ever, because he's revelling in it. So they all, they come up the elevator, and then they all kind of... It's the, my favourite use of slow motion ever. Everyone's partying, having a good time. Everything slows down, slow motion, they all come out of the elevator, and he's just like, he smiles, because he knows exactly, yeah, you're about to, your night's about Ladies to be ruined, and I've been, and gentlemen, and gentlemen. Um, was that, for too long, the Nakatomi Corporation has been, uh, some, something, 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 greed, <laughs> yeah. uh, tonight, greed. tonight you will bear witness. Closed book. I don't know what he read from that fucking book because he he opens it, says two lines, and fucking closes it again. You're just blown away by the words, like yes, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so good. Um, interesting fact: Alan Rickman hates hates guns. So okay, most of the time that he shoots somebody, you don't see it because he flinched so hard. Um, so they they. Hey didn't add any of like the muzzle stuff or anything. They wanted it to be noisy and intimidating, so they used loads and loads and loads of blank blanks instead of empty guns. Okay. So it would make a big flash and a bang, and he hated it. So he would visibly flinch, which is why he's very awkward when he's shooting the gun in the air, because he's kind of doing it very far away from himself. Um, yeah, all because Alan Rickman just hates hates firing a gun and doesn't... It might be the most English thing in the world. Oh, no, that's that's... Yeah, that's kind of cool. Cause, it's quite sweet, though, isn't it? I'm thinking there's there's two, like two times Hans shoots someone that I jump straight to my head now, and one and you don't see either. You do, of them. Yeah, there's like an immediate like either cut away, um, which is yeah. the first one, and the other one happens entirely off screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just hear the gunshot, which I had too. totally forgotten about until it was like, uh, oh yeah. yeah, Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. Oh. Cool. <laughs> like, oh, this, is, this is radio, not TV. Put the gun down. Ellis, tell him you don't know me. Oh, we got... How can you say that after so many years? All right, give me the gun. I'll do it. Yeah, it. seriously, I'll do it. Like, show him the watch. Later, show him the watch. Fuck you, Ellis. Yeah, you got her a watch. Come on, Fuck off. dick. Also, 
young me didn't know totally missed the joke as well I should have done that he was snorting coke in the office just as um um is it Nak- Nakatomi? Yeah, Nakatomi. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Nakatomi. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, yeah. Just, um, they was like, you missed a bit. He's like, <laughs> oops. And he's just all right. Like, Nakatomi absolutely knows that he has a drug problem. There's no, there's no well, way I mean, around that. It was that. kind of, it was just assumed in the, because this is still 80s. Uh, might be late 80s, yeah. but still 80s. It's just assumed that if you had an office in a building, yeah. you were on coke. Every Wall Street type. Yeah was just on that but what it also does it's a tight bit of storytelling because it explains why because when he does that line it's exactly the right time for it to affect him for the rest of the night so he's got nowhere to chuck this energy mm. um and this is why he's so antsy and he's on that come he's on he's on a come down i assume by that by the point where um he's getting called into the office um no he's not called into the office he volunteers to go into the office it's just oh, but he's like, nope, got to do something, got to do something. So it's not, it it justifies even more why he volunteers and tries to take control of the situation. Um, that whole exchange with him and Hans is fantastic. You, like, like he's dead from the second he walks in that office. He is. He knows it. Wait, he, well, he and, and, and that's it. the thing. And he genuinely doesn't believe. Like he's like, I'll just, you know, like uh, he thinks he's going to be helping yeah, here, he yeah. Negotiate his way out or something, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Now I look at you. You're a man of the world. You're not messing around. You got ambitions. I'm like, you figured this out all on your own. How perceptive. <laughs> like you know, Ellis, you're actually looking death in the eye. Like you are. Uh, yeah. Although in fairness, he went smiling, so I'll give him that. No, no, no. I must have missed 60 minutes. <laughs> Every line that he delivers is with malice and contempt. I love it when he's doing the kind of, you know, our demands are you will release the following. Also, shout out to Northern Ireland. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's yes. like, you know, and the, the Lebanese liberation. It's the um, the um, Southern Dawn, the Rising Dawn. Oh, the Rising um, Dawn. The, the Asian Dawn? No, Asian Dawn. Something like that. And, yeah. I read about them in Time magazine. <laughs> All right, it's actually a really clever plan. The police were like scrambling to write down who who these people are. It's like, yeah, we can. I'm pretty sure we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's so good. Another bit of really tight storytelling that I love. Um, it's how the the film sets up the stakes. So you've obviously got the 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 they're an estranged couple. There's mm. it's clear early on that there's problems in the marriage. So. The, He's really desperate to... He knows he's made mistakes and he's desperate to not make that conversation the last one that they had. But it's just little things like changing her name when he goes to check where she is and what floor she would be on and that she's not McLean anymore, she's Gennaro. So for us, it's like, oh... Well, that's upsetting. Oh, you didn't know that she changed her name as well. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Take her. (laughs) I'm out of here. Fuck it. I'm out of... (laughs) Imagine if he just turned around and left! Well, <laughs> no wife sorted. of mine here. Brush hands, that's that done. Quick point on that as well. This, the the receptionist man, security guard, as far as I'm concerned, deserves to die. Do you know why? Oh, because after, well, no, seriously, because after, like, John is scrolling through the names, 
clicks on that and it finds the floor, what does the security guard say? Oh, yeah, no, they're the only people in the building through the elevator up there. Why the fuck did you make him spend five minutes looking through the screen? I if forgot they're the only that. people in the building, no fucking dick. shit, that's why he's here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just want to show off your fancy touchscreen? It's like, so rubbish. I know it's 1988, but it's so rubbish as well. It's like punch, punch, punch. Yeah, nice toy. Uh, it's like, you know, but I know so one, two, three. As one. Sorry, yeah, I totally forgot that. The reason for that is so that we know that she's Gennaro and not McLean. But you could have done that with the letter on the name on her door. It goes, oh, you go by Gennaro now. But this little dickhead is just like, oh yeah, no, they're the only people in the building. Ha ha, that way, upstairs. Of course he's here for so them. There, Who else is he for here so for? So what you're saying, basically, is you would have pulled the trigger twice just to make sure. Yeah, no, if I was John, I'd have shot him there and then. <laughs> <laughs> dickhead. Well, as well, because this, this was all shot in and around Fox Plaza, um, which is just kind of like, is that the parent company's way of saying, oh, look, just do whatever you want at night, just clean up in the morning, will you? Yeah, basically. Uh, like that was just a Fox employee. He was just like, "I'm gonna be in the film." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be remembered for a nitpick by some shithead in the future that talks about me on a podcast for the five thousandth time. Somebody's over there going like, "Thanks, Ian. You get me. Yeah. You get me. Yeah, you got me, bro. No, don't. I don't endorse this. You're an absolute dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh. But do you know what melts my heart though? Sergeant, Sergeant Alpha. Um, is no we, yes him absolutely um but argyle like what a dude like i mean he is little miss exposition for this movie because that's that's his only purpose yeah. and the only reason he drives into the van at the end is because well we've bought him two hours into the movie we need to do something with him now like, it's either kill him or let him do something um but he is just such a nice guy he, isn't he, he was like yeah you know what Go inside. It's all good. If it works out, cool. Let me know. If it doesn't, I'll give you a lift somewhere. Oh god. I love it. I love that. And there is there's a there's a long trope in films of limousine drivers being so different to the people they transport. And then of course, like yeah. you have John McClane sitting there going like, I should not be in a limousine for any reason. Why on earth am I in a limousine? And your man at the front exactly. is just like. Fucking same boat as you, man. Uh, like, yeah, I shouldn't be in this either. Uh, and he's like, if I'm gonna be in here, it needs to be quiet. But I'll go just like, so what's up, man? You divorced? Just drive the car. What? You divorced? What is it? <laughs> so he won't let up. Yeah, fine. Separated. That's all right. Yeah, cool then. Yeah, fine. Drag my trauma through the fucking mud. Yeah. yeah thanks, Argyle. You're right, Argyle. Takagi. It's Mr. Takagi, not Nagasaki, or what did I say? Um, Nakatomi. Nakatomi. What is Nakatomi? I thought he was Mr. Nakatomi. No, it's Nakatomi... It's Nakatomi Plaza, that's the building. It's Nakatomi Plaza, but it's Mr. Takagi. It's not named after him, sorry. Mr. Takagi. Oh my god, you are a terrible person. You're obviously not... I mean, I bet you don't even know that he was played by James Shigeta as Joseph Yoshinobu. Takagi, yeah. Nakatomi's head executive. I bet you didn't even know there that. There we go. I did know that because as Hans is going through, I love the dress down of everybody. He's just explaining all of the different things about him. Um, uh, Joshef, Hajimajam, Takagi. Uh, close, yeah. 
Now, now, and now, father of four. Now you should feel really bad because he passed away in 2014 and you didn't even remember him. Oh, my... Sorry, rest in peace, my friend. Terrible, terrible. Yashinobu Takagi. Ah, he was also a musician. <gasps> was he? Yeah, he had a musical a career. Dude. Traditional pop, big band, and jazz. Nice. He's also got the darkest joke in the film as well. Oh, do tell. It was like, oh, you don't... I didn't think you guys um, celebrated Christmas in Japan. And he's just like, hey, we're adapting. Pearl Harbor didn't work out, so we got you a Rolex or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to say too soon, because it was 50 years removed. Um, Actually, from that... What, what was it? 1942. Yeah, yeah, 45 years removed. So I think old enough to yeah, at be this okay point, to joke like, about it, Get over it, lads. But, you know, yeah. at that point, yeah. Hey, Pearl Harbor didn't work out. Hey, <laughs> all friends now. Um, oh my goodness, I've oh, just done the brilliant. maths, and in two years, it will be 80 years since Pearl Harbor. Ooh. Wow. That's I didn't a... think the movie came out that long ago. Um, oh yeah, no, it's... What? Hang on. This is kind of a sidebar, but somebody was... What was it? Was it maybe Stand By Me or something that has a period section to it you know as in set in the past while knowing you it's either stand by me or er <laughs> oh i don't i for once i don't think it's er could be stand by me and it was <laughs> uh, you know the 50s were as far removed from stand by me as the 90s are from us oh man yeah so more time has passed between the 50s and the 90s than the 90s to now or something yeah i get what you mean that's yeah that's yeah rough. it's yeah, I don't know if I'm okay with that because, like, I remember. Well, I don't remember the '80s. I do not remember the release of this film. I would say that, and I don't remember the no, release of fair. two, but I do remember the release of three. Really? I do what, not what, well. But I do 96? remember it. Um, that would Die be Hard right. of a Vengeance. Yeah, it's, it is. Ninety-six sounds right, doesn't it? Let me just. I just. I am on. Die Harder was pretty close afterwards. I want to say ninety-five. Ninety-five, nineteen ninety. Yeah, so, die, so there's close. a five-year gap between two and three. Yeah, quite a big gap. Yeah, but honest, it is my. Set, oh man, Die Hard with a Vengeance is so close to Die Hard. Yes, it is. In terms of how much I love it. Oh, so quit yeah. calling me Jesus. <laughs> I'm saying, I think there. It's, Do I like Puerto Rican to you? It's Die Hard is a great trilogy. It is, yeah, and it, I wish it had been left alone because all of the other films. We'll get onto that later, but all of the other films lose anything. That was Die Hard. It's not single location. Yeah. yeah, even Die Hard with a Vengeance is single location because New York is mm. the location. Yeah. And there's only a, there's a few places that they go to, but it's very much a film about New York and navigating your way through. So it still sticks to the the spirit of Die Hard yeah. for me. Um, there is a difference between. Not care, not liking one's brother and not caring when some flat-foot Irish cop throws him out of a building. I mean, like, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Wrong? He's not. Guy was an asshole. Quick question: are, are were cops allowed guns on planes in 1988? Really? Seriously? I, I'm I'm actually, to be honest with you, I wouldn't discount that straight away. Because if he checked it, and if he had full identification and everything, potentially, obviously, not that not just a seems unnecessary. Nine eleven. Well, air marshals, well, of course not. You know things like that. I mean, no, but air marshal are there to air marshal. He's just a fucking beat cop. Well, he's not even a beat cop. He is a detective. Yeah. Detect? Is he a detective? I don't know what. No, he is. he's a beat cop. I think. 
do I'm no, not going to hang my hat a, on this. He's got a backlog of scumbags to put away, so he's a detective of some sort. Might be a lieutenant. No, he's not a lieutenant because that's quite up high up in the police force, isn't it? Yeah, behind. Yeah, behind enough. All right, higher than me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know what's what's below janitor. Um, um, oh, the bodies. But, there we yeah. go. I was going to say aferic. <laughs> well, <laughs> narrow, truer word spoken. Um, this is... So this is a, not a remake, but it is definitely an inspired by... And you were saying this the other day, The Towering Correct. Inferno, which I've not seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Um, I really, really, really like it. Um, Skyscraper is more of a remake of Towering Inferno than Die Hard is. Okay. But if I'm right, it's the same... It's meant to be the same character, isn't it? But name something else. The John McClane... Yeah, so we should have done more research on this. The John McClane character appears in other things, but it's... Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm just, I'm just doing this. a quick, quick, complete note of like, you know, yes, I agree. <laughs> um, but that's right. So plans for the new year. My God, actually, I'm saying this on air now so we can be held to task for it. We need to sit down and come up with a plan for the new year for the podcast. We have so many movies to get through. So many of them. I have an idea. For January. Alrighty. Okay. Teaser. I mean, the worst teaser ever because I gave literally no information. Nothing at all. I'm not going to drop it when I haven't even talked to Sean about this. Just like, surprise! This is what we're doing for January. Fucking deal with it. He's going to wait till it warms up so he can drop it like it's hot. And we've just lost Ian on the call there, guys. So thank you very much, Anna. <laughs> I tend to edit the silences out. That one will be staying there. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, it is. I don't know if you've managed to pull anything up, but it, it, the character of John McClane, I feel like, comes from a book. Uh, well, this is a book. Sorry, this is this is a remake. It, it is an adaptation of a novel. Uh, the novel, I think, is 1979. The novel came out. Um, nothing lasts forever. John McClane was originally based on the fictional character Detective Joe Leyland from ah. Roderick Thorpe's best-selling Nothing Lasts Forever. So, yeah, this is it. And so there was a. F- Another film that came out, um, ba 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 ba, that has that actor in it. Um, that was it, Frank Sinatra or somebody, and he basically plays. So this is, I think it comes from a series of books that was released in like the fifties, and Frank Sinatra played this character in that film, and it's loosely based on this detective, um, and he was in a similar situation. Um, but then they bastardized it and changed it so much that this John... They basically had to change the name because it's nothing gotcha. to do with it. Oh, yeah. God, that happens so often. Um, yeah, I mean... Joe it's, Leland. It's yeah. when it's... it's it also... Now, in fairness, we, 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 I did a, a a wee writing course earlier on in my life. And um, what they told us is that if you're going to have a protagonist who's going to be your main person, they've got to have a strong name. A name that kind of catches in the mouth. You know, it's kind of... Joe Leland doesn't really catch in the mouth. No, it doesn't. It needs to be servant, yeah. doesn't it? It's very like emphasis. John McClane. It's um, Hans Gruber. Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> Ellis. Am I wrong? Uh. Yeah, Ellis. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean that's the case in point. He's an absolute chode. Like you don't you don't want anything to do with uh, him. Yeah, effectively. Um, but uh, and also I like this. He has coke once more before he dies. It's just a liquid one. He does. 
That's yeah. awesome. That's so good. I've just found it. Um, so, while it's not considered part of John McClane's series canon, die-hard fans might want to check out Frank Sinatra's The Detective. Ah. From 1963, Sinatra stars as Joe Leyland. So this is a series of films based on okay. the book. And Die Hard is pulled from this series of books. Um, so there is a universe where we had Frank Sinatra be John McClane in this series, um, which is really, really, really cool. Um so yeah, at seventy three, at seventy three, Sinatra. Gra- so, no, this is brilliant because of the chairman of the board's contract status in sixty three. He was le- legally entitled to any sequel rights. So I think legally they had to offer the part to Frank Sinatra, which is hilarious. But at seventy three, Sinatra gracefully bowed out of Die Hard. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think there's another universe where you know, mate. That's a, that's an entirely different film, isn't it? That's hilarious. That's so good. Aye. Um, Good lord! Yeah, he he lasted ten years after the release of the of the release of Die Hard, ninety eight. That's so funny, isn't it? But it's just so far removed from those. I've, I mean, I've never seen the films, but I can imagine this is pretty far removed from anything Frank Sinatra has I think ever so, done. Because I would think, uh, obviously, so right. The detective was. Did you say sixty three? Um, yeah, it came out nineteen sixty three. Right, and then you have so sixties a slow kind of. You're coming off that noir. You know, the, you know, everyone's a beat cop and, you know, it's all... And the yeah, dame to exactly. die for, stuff like that. Drinking. And then you go into the 70s crime, yeah. which is much more, you know, Godfather-esque. And then you go into 80s crime, mm. which is just like, I see that you have a reason, but can we just blow that up first? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need to yeah. flip that uh, car. Okay, and what's the, what's the motivation? I said we'd get to that. I said we're just going to blow it up. Did, did I stutter? Because like, fire, blow pretty. It up. Exactly. The 90s kind of does the same thing, but it's just And also a bit it does vacant. it with like slash cuts and um, electric, a lot of electric guitar. Hyper editing. Um, yes, yes, very much. What I love about what Die Hard, it, it took the 80s camp stuff and hyper action films and said, now nah, fuck that. This is going to be a detective dad, basically. He is a dad. He's not super muscular. He's not seven foot. Um, he's just fucking mm. determined and he's gonna get through this and he has uh, the motivation to do so but there's nothing ridiculous that he has to do like there's stuff in this he can't lift and there's there's stuff in this that really like, punishes with the him. feet you could be arnie the... but if you've got glass in your foot you're still going to be in pain yeah that's going to be hurting and i that is one of my favorite scenes in the whole film is him when his feet are just cut to shit and he's on the radio to um uh Oh, dang it. Oh, Pal. The cop downstairs. Pal. Pal, Pal. Brilliant name. Um, He's just like, this is when it's... He's faced with his own mortality, and he's kind of like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Here's the message to my wife, which I I hope you don't have to give, but yeah, um, this is where I'm at now. And you don't... You very, very rarely hear Stallone or Schwarzenegger Mm. have those moments, because they're always... yeah. Fuck it, I've got one leg hanging off, but I'm just going to bazooka my way through. Oh, I will say, Arnie does have like some of the best final lines of any film ever. I know now why you cry. Oh my god, oh, that you just gave tingles down my <laughs> spine. Arnie, don't do that to me. You're a yeah, robot. Exactly. Stop yeah. It. So be nice to him after last week. So anyway, Die Hard was a, a f- <laughs> make better movies. Um, <laughs> let's stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, stop it. The, yeah, that scene is 
phenomenal. Yeah. It's so so like the good. The whole and even the, the the chats he has with Al Powell over the radio. Al Powell, it's hard to say it. Um, Al Powell Al over Powell. the radio and the absolutely bloody useless FBI that show up and you know. <laughs> this is our operation now. Not for long. Like the they're the only guys that are super super cheesy, but it works because everyone around them knows they're being cheesy. So you, you've got um, the the lieutenant. I can't remember his name because he's so the principal from um, the Breakfast Club. That movie you love. That's it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, he's just like he's so far up their ass, and he's just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna get a promotion. I'm gonna get recruited to the FBI, and Al Powell's just like. Fuck you guys. It's like, I actually understand what's going on on the ground here. Would you take five seconds to assess the situation? You know? Yeah. This is, this is Agent Johnson. No, the, no relation. I was like, okay. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The FBI agents are ridiculous, but I absolutely love the interaction between them. Um, And that guy, the, the taller Johnson is such an asshole. Like when he's in the, He's in the chopper. And he's like, just like Saigon, eh, Slick? Oh. Oh, that is not something you should be bragging about. Well, I was in junior high, well, actually, yeah, Especially being in Saigon is not something that, you know, an American soldier should necessarily have on their resume. No, you either didn't leave Saigon or you left, or you left it completely broken. There's no way you came out of that. Well, actually, he is unhinged. So well, that's true. He, yeah. This probably checks out, actually. But at least, he, at least he went out doing what he loved. He did. I mean, there is no way that the choppers were ever going to survive. As soon as they turned up, it was like, yay, choppers are going to blow up. Yeah, it's just like, and I love as well, like, as, as you said as well, like, because it's all one location, you're kind of going like, how much stuff can they do around a skyscraper? I mean, surely it's, you're kind of limited in what you, oh no, oh no, and now we've blown up a helicopter. All right, cool. Okay, I'm yeah, in. Cool. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. done. I'm done. And the route they take is bonkers. Like they don't want to be seen on approach, so that they go. I'm sorry, you're going to be heard on approach from fucking miles away. So the safer option is just yeah, we're just going to fly through Los Angeles streets. Really? Like there is no way you're allowed to do that. Absolutely. But it's still, it's an awesome. Just like thut, 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 thut. we need Danae back here for her. Like oh yeah, actually she's really good picture. at that. I might just cut that and put it. in Could you there. actually? That 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 would be great. Yeah. Sweet, nice one. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, actually, when I had it on the TV, there, um, my partner walked through the room just as he had, you know, managed to get all the hostages off the roof. So you know, he's just saved a bunch of lives, and then you're kind of like, how does he get off the roof? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, this is a real bad fucking idea. Oh my god, it is just like, <laughs> and it, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it feels real. <laughs> It feels like it really oh does. Oh my! It's like I, out of desperation. Fuck it. This is what I've got to do. Bye. Um. Bye. And then smash through that. And to be fair, like he he gets through the window and it's not just kicking it. He just shoots it. Yeah. But it lands on more glass. Like this guy needs to stop oh. landing on glass, please. Like it, that's not. It's not how it works. You don't build up a tolerance. Like that's not. Yeah. How, yeah. yeah it's not. <laughs> It's not the more glass you're exposed Shallow to, cuts. the better you Shallow are. Shallow cuts. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, duh. Oh, but I mean that—that's oh, probably dear. that is the well. Apart from dropping the chair down the elevator, I'm thinking of the big set pieces. Um, yeah. yeah. It's 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 it is it's the helicopter. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. Oh, it's so so good. Um, would you like to know what the alternate the international titles for Die Hard were? Why I I'm offended. I don't already know. 
so apparently, and thank you to Screen Rant for this, as we kind of my go-to for behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Die Hard was apparently quite hard to market around the world as a title. Um, so in Spanish, it would be More Duro, yeah. which apparently in Spanish doesn't have like a big kind of catchy ring to it. So it was changed to the uh, Crystal Jungle. I don't know why, but that's familiar. I'm not saying I knew that, but that sounds weirdly familiar. Yeah, so the Spanish for Crystal Jungle, I mean, I don't know what it is, but apparently it's pretty cool. Um, But in Poland, it was called The Glass Trap. Okay, Crystal Jungle, Um, Glass Trap, yeah, see it. Yeah, makes sense. The Finnish version was Over My Dead Body. Okay, (laughs) Okay, you lent more into Die Hard there, that makes sense. Um, So, however, it is the Russian version that probably gives us the best or least funniest translation with A Hard Nut to Crack. That's apparently the closest translation they could get, like... A hard nut to crack? Did you just find something with hard in the title? Did they just go to their shelf of porn films and go, uh, we can <laughs> take that one. Uh, that one's in the public domain. We can use that title. Uh, That's fine. The public domain's been in that one. Way, way, way. Way, That's quite funny. I liked that. Um, unsurprisingly, Alan Rickman declined um, uh, initially. Um, how did he get convinced back in? Um, oh, his agent just said, fucking do it. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it, that's fine. Yeah, like we said earlier, Bruce Willis was pretty much the last choice. Um, Sylvester Stallone, Clint Eastwood, now that I would have watched. Robert De Niro, who's basically been offered every role in the world and turned it down. Um, yeah, true. Bruce Willis just auditioned on the off chance. Um, he was late for the audition, um, didn't think he had a chance of getting it, and they basically said, cool. No one was surprised more than him. Hmm. Well, this is a goal. Uh, just just yeah, cool. reading reading more about it here. That's yeah, it's just fun. Which is it's such a short review to give a film, but it does everything right, and it's fun in that it doesn't pull you out of the film, or at least it doesn't pull me out of the film at any point. I don't sit there going, "Oh yeah, this is ridiculous," or "Oh yeah, that's ridiculous," because there are so much ridiculousness in this. There are yeah, but none of it is like yeah. Fast and Furious ridiculous, and none of yeah. it is like. Falling out of a building and surviving ridiculous. I can't, I buy that he survives all of this. Um, the only scene that you think might take you out of it, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, when Gruber and McLean meet in person. Um, because oh, yeah, it's, it's such kind a good of like, scene, oh, he's definitely going to find him out. Um, and that that scene wasn't in the original script. That is when they were filming. They thought this feels a bit weird that we don't get a face off between Willis and. Um, grew, uh, Willis and Rickman until the very very end so they, they wrote it on the spot and put it in um, basically because Alan Rickman can also do a pretty good American accent that was quite um, funny. and it's so so cool Bill Clay <laughs> and he doesn't he sees William Clay up on the board but even shortens it to Bill um, somehow McLean is still obviously suspicious but that's an awesome scene between the two of it them is. it's really really fun yeah Really good. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't take you out of the movie because the way he comes to the name is really clever and Bruce still figures it out. So nobody comes out of that looking stupid. There's so much to this film. So oh. much. So, so, so many set pieces. Yeah. Um, where did we get to chronologically? So he's at the party. Uh, um, party. Well, we've done people. the helicopter blowing up. So he sends So he sends the hostages all up there. Uh, comes back down through the window then. Um, oh, yeah, no, that's way, 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 way ahead. Um there's it's when he's going I just love when he's trying to figure shit out um, and he sees Takagi get shot in the office um, and it's like why didn't you stop him John because then you'd be dead too asshole yeah. 
Exactly. So good. I love that line. Whenever I do something dumb, but there's a logical reason for it, I was like, yep, yeah, then you'd be fired too, asshole. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, love that. Shoot the glass. It's just brilliant. Schleestein Fenster. Schleestein Fenster. Huh? Shoot the glass. How? How does that make more sense in English than it does German if you're German? Let's just pretend one of them is um, deaf. Austrian. I don't know. Yeah, fine. Um, bit that really annoys me. So the, and this is it's done because of brotherly love, but when they first get to the, um, they first get into the into the building, and the younger brother is cutting through the. Sorry, they're they're rewiring the alarms or something. And then the older German brother just comes on and starts cutting through everything. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't cut through that. Game over. If you beat him to the end of the wiring, mission over. Finished. Hans kills you and it's all over. That's. I get that it's in the film to show us there's a bit of their brothers and they're kind of like just taking the piss out of each other. Mm. But that's that was risky. Yeah, no. Because also... No, no, no. no. Because like, all right, grand, you've tripped the secrets, whatever. Done. All right, everything's shut down. You can't possibly get into anything. You can stay there for as long as you like. You're screwed. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I love the um, Alpal. We need to talk about Alpal. Alpal's great. He's so good. What a good counterbalance to action hero Bruce Willis is a cop that's kind of in the the probably the back end of his career mm. made a hideous hideous mistake, but. He's fucking good at his job. Like he's he's missed a career because of a mistake in his youth. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, the only one that's like they're, they're shooting at the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's got, <laughs> and it's and it's like yes, he's obviously made a horrible, horrible mistake, but he's become even better because of it. Yeah. You know. He's super oh. super thoughtful, and it adds so much more weight to him killing the final German. That is so, so powerful because you know he hasn't drawn his gun since that happened. Um, and it would have been cool even if we didn't have the backstory, but giving him that extra backstory, um, oh, warm fuzzies. It's brilliant. Um, and uh, well, it just it strengthens the idea that, remember kids, guns will fix all of the problems. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you tape one to your back. Um, the most cowboy move oh. I've ever seen it's like pow, pow, pow. to this day so I don't good. not wince at that scene because I'm just like yep. you know does he take off like three layers of skin as he does that absolutely forget about the guy that just got shot he absolutely takes takes off so many layers of skin oh um, but what a scene what a, what scene. a scene that final scene is Hans I was like, oh, all right, good. Predator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, this time, Butch Cassidy does not go off into the sunset with whoever it is. And just like, he corrects him. <laughs> I love, I just love as well, like, you know, how confident Hans is throughout the entire, even when he's, you know, everyone's getting shot and killed and he's kind of running out of men. He still acts just totally in control, cool as cucumber. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Because I don't know why he hasn't told um, the hacker. I don't know why he hasn't told him that there's a plan to get through the final two doors. Because he immediately reveals the plan. I was like, "You asked for a Christmas miracle. I give you the FBI." Because the FBI, are the ones that, because the 
yeah, the power is cut automatically when there is a terrorist attack. And it's so good. That's, he's properly thought out this plan. It's so, so good. But I think that's that's why he's so casual and in control the entire way through. Because step by step, they're doing all of this. And Al says it. that They've got the terrorist playbook and they're playing it. Page, they're, they're running it page by page. And that's exactly what, what, what Hans is expecting them to mm-hmm. do. He knows every step they're going to take, and pretty soon they'll be sitting on a beach, earning 20%. Oh, dear. Um, speaking of the final scene, you know the Rickman face? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, I the... know. Yeah. I oh, love this so much. It's so, so good. So good. I, when I read this, it completed the film for me, because I didn't know this. But that face is so good and impossible to replicate... Because they dropped him on the count of one, two, three. However, they didn't tell Alan Rickman they were going to drop him on two. So it's one, two, drop, and then... That is that is Alan Rickman genuinely thinking there has been a failure and he's plummeting to his death. Do you know what I was thinking as well? Because there's that... It, God rest his soul. Absolutely. In, in that scene, he's still holding the gun. And like in movie yes. logic... Oh, maybe he might try and fire. But no, in real world, he's absolutely shitting himself. Exactly. And you wouldn't the watch is gone. Think... And the beauty that it's the watch that gets lost as well. The watch that's given the to Schmolex. her by Ellis. That's, yeah. oh, it's so, so good. But his fact, the reason his face is so good. And some things, sometimes directors just have to be a dick. Because so, oh, sure, I told you, you the can, one about The can... Exorcist as well, didn't I? Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Sometimes oh, I'm not saying I condone it. it, but no, but it's the the chest burster scene in Alien as well. I, the only person that was in on that was um, your man, uh, uh, John Hurst. Oh, Hurst, thank you. Like they knew um, something yeah. was good because obviously he was all set up for the um, yeah, the rig, so they but, knew yeah. something was happening, but they they didn't know that that was going to come out of his chest. So all of those reactions are real. <laughs> Yay, it's awesome. evil. I love it. Uh, um, um, so what do you think? You like this film? Don't like this oh, film? I absolutely love it. I love it, love it, love it. It's even got one of my favourite bad guy takedown scenes. It's when he's fighting the older brother, um, the older brother um, German. Mm. Um, the fighting is so brutal in this. Like, you feel every single punch. Like they're fighting to win. Uh, exactly. Yeah, this is the last fight I'm ever going to have. Um, and there's no karate or anything. It's just really dirty fighting. And it's when he kind of he said, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Was it no? Is that I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna cook you, and then I'm gonna eat you. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he just wraps the chain around his neck and fires him away. Oh, it's brilliant. It's like so, oh yeah, just so casually so hang a man after killing his brother. And we still think yep. he's a hero? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's like that's what your brother sounded like when I killed him. Um, oh, and when he's got this, I'm just gonna now list go through the list of my favourite moments from the film. This is Ian's Die Hard Hour. Cool, um, cool. When he's got the he's got the C4, um, and he kind of decides what he's gonna do with it. And he's like kind of plugging in the like the detonated things. He puts three in, and he's like, "Fuck it, ten. <laughs> just like fucking. He he has no idea how C4 works, but he's just gonna throw it down the elevator and then watches the flame, and he's just like. Yeah, so he just got oh, blinded, shit. you know, straight away. Loses his vision, then feels it's getting a bit warm. Going to move away from the elevator now. It's great. Yeah, this pressurised tube that I'm just standing at the side yes. of. Yeah, be grand. 
brilliant. It'll be fine. Um, the yet now I have a machine gun. He's so so good. Now I have a machine gun. Ha ha ha. So good because that is that kind of sets the tone of how much of a shit he's gonna be to these guys. I was like, you you thought I was a nuisance up until this point. Now I have an automatic weapon. Imagine the danger that I can cause now. Um, it even does away with the trope of why doesn't the bad guy just kill them immediately? Mm. Because the German that's chasing him while he's under the table is like, hey, you should have killed me while you had the chance. So it's like, yep, good advice. And shoots him through the table. But Funny story, that's the first scene of this film I ever saw, or certainly ever remember weird. seeing, because I've never forgotten that image of, did, did that man get shot in the willy? <laughs> yeah, broke him in every way. Oh. Um, and it's like, chalk up another bad guy. He's just like tallying down all of them. And now it's just like, yeah, he's fucking killed nine of them in, in the last hour. And he had, he's had no support. The man is hurting. And he's had no support from any of us out here. It's so good. Sergeant Al Powell, therapist. Yeah, he literally, he is, hold the line caller, um, he is the therapist of the film. He's so good. Um, I love it when <laughs> he's, um, he's trying to get through to the police and he's got the radio um, and they're just like, he gets through to the police and they're like, this is an emergency line only. I was like, is this an emergency? No fucking shit, lady. I didn't ring up for a pizza. Come over here and arrest me. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> the reporter. What a dick. Oh, hey. You brought you brought the news to my house and you filmed my kids. You dick really like he needed more than a punch put him straight through a wall i wanted her to punch him and then um bruce just nuts him on the head like what a honestly like did you go uh, and he's back in the sequel as well oh beautifully because he's on the plane um the um holly's stuck on and she's like um, i have a restraining order against this woman <laughs> oh that's right yeah it's just it's just like i love it's just like don't go near her you are going to Ever get in, 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 in trouble like Yep, you absolute slime bag. I think we've covered off all of my favourite moves. Well, sorry, right at the end, when Bruce Willis is coming, sorry, John McClane is coming down the building, the entire thing is blowing up around him. The elevator comes down, and the comedic timing of this elevator is phenomenal. It just goes, bing, boom, and the entire thing blows up, and John just looks over and just like, what the fuck? I've had enough. He's a nervous <laughs> Is this not over not yet? Need... Ah. Yeah, he did not need the elevator fucking with him as well. Bing! Oh shit, more bad guys. Boom! Fuck you, elevator. I do not need this. Oh man, I love this film. I think we've done everything. Argument, Gruber is actually the protagonist. Might be a stretch. Yeah, John's just the John is the antagonist that's getting in his way. He how there is no way that Hans could have known that he's going to get between a man and the woman he's just been separated from. Well, that's true. Plan goes off without a hitch if John isn't there. That's true. Although, if your plan it's is so that unfair. good, you've got to account for wild New York cops on a weekend away. You can't. You yeah, can't. You, you, I mean, look at Die Hard. You're supposed you to. Can. <laughs> you absolutely can. Oh man. Um, da, 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 da. yeah, I think that is everything. Alrighty, 
Die Hard. So, Die Hard 2, Christmas film as well? Um, oh, even more so. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely Christmas film, because that that's even snowier. Um, really I don't remember Die Hard 2 as much, though. There's not as much in it that's iconic, and other than him flagging down the airplane mm. on the runway, like landing the fucking plane himself, because it thinks it's lower than it should be, because yes. they've messed with the navigation. Oh, that's rough. Oh, poor um, Colomini. Yeah, I know. Like he is just bad guy henchman or a uh, plane flyer. That yeah, plane flyer. Yeah, plane flyer. Yes. Plane pilot. Plane pilot. Plane pilot. Plane pilot was very plain. So, dear listeners, the Christmas wine has started to kick in. Uh, it has. <laughs> uh, I, now I don't know how many Die Hard films there have been in total. Five. Um, there has confirmed there has been five so yeah there was die hard so die hard 4.0 and then a good day to die hard and i think that and that's it isn't it because one is about the daughter one is about the son yeah yes, live free correct. or die hard which is die hard 4.0 and then a good day to die hard which is die hard oh, 5 so live live free or die hard was die hard 4 yeah it was just a it that's was a really weird thingy marketing thing in uh, oh yeah, in the States it was Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, sorry, in North America it was uh, Live Free or Die Hard. And then outside North America it was Die Hard 4.0. Which, which makes sense because Live Free or Die is the state motto for New Hampshire. Yes, it is. So I think that whole Live Free or Die thing um, probably yeah just doesn't translate um, as well. It just seems very weird to me. Yeah, it's very live free or die hard, and then a good day to die hard. It's like you were just you led with the title there, didn't you? Um, yeah, it just bugs me. It's just not worth watching those films. They're really, really annoying. Because um, this has nothing to do with the Die Hard series. It's, it's John McClane, but I get it. He's still not back with Holly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit like eh, all right. And I think isn't it? She only appears in part two. She's not in three. She's not. She's on the phone in three, but I don't think oh. it's the same actress um, because he calls her at the end and then has an epiphany and just runs away. Hmm. I think he pissed at you, McLean. Hmm. Oh, dude, I need to do Die Hard with a Vengeance. We'll do that as a summer movie. Oh, I'll do that one definitely. Yeah, that was yeah. a great film. Such a good film. Um, right, I think that is everything. This has been Ian gushes over Die Hard and doesn't let Sean get a word in. I'm sorry, but I love this film and I have to quote it. On board with it. No, it is a great film. Sometimes it's just fun to watch somebody have fun. I got some washing done while you were at it. Um, <laughs> I, it was great. You know, I've got the... Uh, oh, the tree was up anyway. The little tree that I have. Changed the batteries Aww. and the lights. It was great. Nah, everyone had Brilliant. fun this evening. Good. So you've already unwrapped your present that you get on Christmas Eve, then? Absolutely, yeah. Or Christmas morning. Well, it's Christmas morning, Ian. Christmas morning. Merry Christmas, Christmas. everyone. Ba-dum-dum-dum. Right, no more singing. Right, everybody, have an amazing Christmas. Um, Thank you for listening to this ramble. If you've listened to it on Christmas Day, I apologise. This is not how anybody should spend their Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, we love you all very, very, very much. Thank you for listening to us this year. Um, and we will see you in the new year, yeah, Sean. Bottom of, anything? bottom of our hearts, yeah. Um, thanks for everything this year, guys. Thanks for the support. Um, it's you're, you're listening to two lads who just enjoy having a chat. Occasionally three lads, and you know who you are, Albert. Um, and it's just been an absolute blast and a hoot for us. And if we've brought you any smiles, we're delighted. If we've brought you any tears... 
I don't know. What the hell are you doing listening to another episode for? Come on. Jesus. Yeah, I, I apologise for the tears. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this man does Especially not speak for me. Uh, <laughs> anybody in particular that really likes Jingle All The Way. Oh, it's all right. I'm just going to find something he loves and crap all over it. Except Do I it. can't because I fucking like all of your films. Guys. Yeah, it's because I'm a smart man. Um, Merry yeah, Christmas. And Merry happy Christmas, holidays. Everyone. All of that stuff. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.